Namaste and welcome back to our podcasts. It has been some time. I haven't posted more than three months. So I welcome you back. For me, there is an occasion to post. There is a festival coming up, the Mahashivaratri festival on 21st of this month. So I thought I'll take this as an opportunity to come back to the podcasts. In India, we have festivals every other day and many people will be wondering what is it. In fact, even many locals, they don't know, even Indians, they don't know why so many festivals are there. If you think that every Indian knows uh, everything, it is completely a statement of ignorance because most of the Indians, they don't know what they are doing, why they are doing. It's unfortunate, but that's how it is. But they don't, of course, accept they will give you some answer as if they know. Uh, we have these so many festivals. Some festivals are based on the birthdays of gods and goddesses. Some are wedding days. Some are based on the victory of good over evil. Some are based on seasonal changes. Some are based on the change of the direction of the sun, like the solstice. There are some special festivals based on the days connected to planets, stars and rivers. So all these are different festivals. Some festivals are celebratory in nature. They celebrate, they make a lot of party, party festivals like Holi. Of course, there is a story of good over evil also, but the festival as such is celebrated like more a celebration, Diwali. So Holi is a festival of colors. Diwali is a festival of lights. There's a lot of celebration there. Where is the Mahashivaratri festival? The great night of Shiva this month is a festival of meditation, contemplation, prayer, and also tapas. When we say tapas, it's one of the niyamas in the yoga philosophy, the third one, shaucha, santosha, tapas. Tapas means going out of comfort zone, with the objective of empowering ourselves, understanding ourselves. So different things are done, like fasting, keeping the whole night awake. Of course, keeping the whole night awake, not by partying, but keeping the whole night awake, contemplating, praying, doing some kirtan, or sitting and meditating, or uh, uh, walking around a holy place, essentially thinking about something higher, giving some time to oneself. All this is done during this festival. So we need to understand, so in Indian system, they created these different festivals that at least people, if they are not doing it, doing these things regularly, let them do it at least on special occasions. At least create some, some sort of opportunities, let the society give a validation to them let some let uh, people be told that come on you are completely engaged in everything now this is time at least once in a way take time off to sit and think about life think about death 
think about what is spirituality what is joy what is god all these things so give some time to it essentially it is like don't get lost in living think about life uh, get a bigger picture otherwise we are lost in all the day to day affairs and we start becoming more and more and more narrow minded we are not looking at a bigger picture which is very essential when we have a bigger picture many times the small problems they all fade into insignificance so that is what uh, for which they created these festivals so shivaratri mahashivaratri is such one one such festival so on this day Uh, people worship shiva with the mantra om namah shivaya so om the universal sound you call or it is the name of the totality namaha is to surrender to invoke to recognize it comes from the root pravibhave to be to be humble to recognize shivaya is to shiva so i surrender to shiva or i salute shiva or i am invoking shiva what is shiva shiva means auspiciousness goodness so what is this i am invoking the best from within i am invoking trying to invoke the best from within or i am looking at the totality as the one which invokes the the best so this is a as a part of the religion if you see the cultural aspect and the religious aspect of it shiva is considered a god who is responsible for destruction so we have a concept of trinity brahma vishnu shiva so the universal intelligence doing the job of creation is called brahma universal intelligence doing the job of maintaining this universe is vishnu the universal intelligence doing the job of destruction is shiva so one who is destroying how can he be auspicious or good so there is it's, it's confuses somebody is destroying shiva is called the destroyer and he is the literal meaning of shiva means good auspicious so how is it uh, how they go together yes it go they go together because shiva destroys all that is not needed all that is not good all that is causing an obstruction to the growth the real growth of the individual the ego the arrogance the ignorance that's what he destroys he destroys all that is not needed every minute 10 million cells are dying in our body new cells are taking birth so they need to be destroyed new cells have to be created so even with respect to the things which are not needed many things we hold on to which are not needed we hold on to lot of emotions which are not good and we know that they are not good but they are there and we don't know how to deal with them and it is beyond uh, any contention or discussion that some of the emotions they are called as negative emotions they produce lot of neurochemicals in the system which are not good for the body like a uh, lot of stress sometimes people try to argue stress is good a little bit stress is good but stress continuously is not good it produces cortisol which is not good bad thoughts are not good 
you continuously keep thinking about uh, negative thoughts they create uh, they they produce uh, different uh, hormones which are not good for your system is all beyond you can google find out there is so much of evidence and information about it how these chemicals affect the how they are produced by the endocrine system how different parts of the brain get activated with the positive and the negative emotions and thoughts jealousy jealousy is uh, not good for us so it it's not good for the body so similarly there is there are many things which are there but they are not good they need to be destroyed they need to be transcended so that is what is the job of shiva the totality helps us in that direction it comes through awareness so first step is always awareness so that is how shiva is worshiped so we look, look upon shiva as the god as a personification of all this so shiva is considered the cool god he is the real cool guy uh, i am using some easy phrases not to be taken in a negative way because shiva is one who meditates shiva is the one who is looked upon as the if you look into the form of shiva is the simple life he doesn't have a house of his own he lives in open and he doesn't have any fancy dress he wears just the skin of a dead animal and uh, many other such things so, and he uh, meditates a lot so all the symbolism of shiva if you see is a very simple living high thinking and a very free life lives a free life but according to the laws of nature he doesn't go against the laws of nature so he is within the dharma but at the same time lives a life of of freedom so this particular concept is remembered and shiva is looked upon as someone who removes ignorance arrogance uh, ego and all that is obstructing me from experiencing my true nature of joy so on this particular festival of mahashivaratri so people meditate they pray and they all some of them who are strong they even do the fasting 24 hour fasting some of them do 24 hour fasting plus whole night they will be awake either they participate in uh, kirtans or they go round some temple they going round indicating like i am thinking about it going round going round a hill going round the temple going round and round means actually i am keeping my uh, focus on that around which i am going around so going around is just a representation that i am keeping this in my mind so going round going round and round um, around money means i am thinking about money so so even with anything else so here the higher things are kept in mind and contemplated so this particular festival so people keep whole night awake so the thing is again coming back to the tapas which i was mentioning is that certain bodily needs we think that they are a must to be fulfilled we say these are bodily needs these are psychological needs these are emotional needs 
but there we say that even bodily needs sometime can be postponed it's not that they have to be fulfilled then and there we have the ability to postpone even the bodily needs for example hunger if i postpone my eating by 24 hours i am not going to die this is what is understood by fasting when i am fasting say i decide to fast 24 hours so first time i am doing fasting it's such a pain i may be thinking 50 times about the food or 100 times about the food within the 24 hours i may be feeling weak i may be feeling tired i may be like missing something so many things will happen but when i repeat it i will start finding some sort of a freedom with respect to even eating i start sensing that oh come on i won't die if i don't eat in fact i am feeling better i am feeling light i am getting a better digestion afterwards my digestive system is improving i am feeling light in my mind so many things and i find lot of time i feel i feel light so so much of empowerment comes with that so this is such a bodily need but many times people think that okay if we don't eat immediately as soon as i feel hungry oh something will happen acidity will come up and all those things so this is all being like a created and we don't even uh, we never pause and look into these things what we call as so called bodily needs and uh, the modern trend of uh, instant gratification the moment you think of something you have to do it otherwise you are suppressing or repressing something these are all certain wrong concepts we are trying to find some freedom with respect to these things so then like same thing sleeping every night we sleep and when we are deprived of sleep we feel weak we feel tired and next day we don't feel strong so then a time comes when we think that we will not survive if we don't sleep so that is when we are told that okay don't sleep now this this is a special night whole night you be awake and think of something higher contemplate meditate if you cannot do that at least sit and discuss these things with someone and when you're doing it be in your senses be conscious so be conscious when i'm saying that means don't get drunk don't do something stupid just focus on these higher things and uh, try to understand about life don't get lost only in living but think about the life and get a bigger picture so keep the whole night awake so it becomes difficult but then when you do it once you say that oh it's possible that what i was thinking as most essential bodily needs can be postponed so this same thing applies to different things fasting without even drinking water in indian tradition it was recommended that every 2 weeks once in 2 weeks like after every 14 days one day that is 24 hours don't eat and don't drink water also this was called as ekadashi fasting on every 11th day of the fortnight because indian calendar is a lunar calendar we start uh, the day with the new moon this uh, shivaratri is coming one day before the new moon so the new moon is like the zero and then 1 2 3 4 the full moon becomes 14 or 15 and then again the new moon another 14 days so 28 or 29 days is a, a lunar month so in this the 11th day uh, they advised that you do fasting without drinking even water it is good for you that's what they told they didn't explain why it is good and instead of saying that they created some stories that it is good for um, the god vishnu will be pleased and things like that 
But a uh, couple of years before, when they were talking about autophagy, uh, the Japanese scientist who got the Nobel Prize said that every 15th day, if you do, or every two once in two weeks, 24 hours, if you do fasting without drinking water, it will Im uh, improve your immunity system like anything. They're saying that it is one of the best uh, anti-cancer things. Uh, immunity will improve significantly if you can do a fasting without even drinking water uh, once in two weeks. It's there, it was there for thousands of years in India. So, but it was never forced. They used to always give freedom. They used to say that you choose because we cannot take away the freedom of anyone. So with this, so some people take up this fasting or not sleeping. Sometimes observing silence is also fasting. Meditating becomes a, a tapas um, or, uh, uh, or even your regular yoga practice can be tapas. So tapas is given uh, importance for this festival of Mahashivaratri. And what is this actual festival? It is the festival on which Shiva appeared as a column of light. As a column of light. So in the middle of the night, just one day before the new moon, new moon means the darkest day of the uh, darkest night. Uh, so that night Shiva appeared as a column of light. So what is it? It represents that it is the removal of darkness with the help of light. When light is there, there cannot be darkness. When knowledge is there, there cannot be ignorance. That is the concept. So there is an interesting story behind it. Mythologically, they created some stories. The story behind Mahashivaratri is that the Brahma, the creator, and the Vishnu, the one who is sustaining the whole creation, they both had a fight. So Brahma said, I am great because I created this world, this universe. Vishnu said, I am maintaining it. You created a universe with a lot of problems and I am maintaining this, so I am great. So they had a problem of conflict of superiority. I am superior than you. So then they started uh, the fighting. And the fight went on and on and on for a long time. And uh, definitely it is not good. It is like uh, two uh, heads of the, the top two of the organization are fighting. Imagine if the managing director and uh, uh, the general manager or the managing director and the CEO, if they start fighting, what will happen? Um, it, it's not good for the entire organization. So that is what, because the whole thing, the system will get drained. So it's an ego clash at the top. So then uh, it has to be sorted out. Then suddenly a column of light appeared. A column of light appeared and it was an intense column of light. It was so intense and effulgent that both of these uh, Brahma and Vishnu who were fighting, they stopped fighting and they said, where from this light came? Who is this light? What is this light? They didn't understand anything about it. And then suddenly they got an idea. They said that since we don't understand this huge column of light, if we can find the beginning or the end of this light, whoever finds the beginning or the end of this light is great. So, because they have to find a solution. Who is great? So then Brahma said, okay, I'll go up and then I'll try to find the top of this column of light 
and Vishnu said, okay, I will go down and try to find the base of this light, the where from it is beginning. So then Brahma took his vehicle, swan, and then he flew up trying to find out the end of the column of light, the top end of the column of light. And Vishnu became a wild boar. He started digging into the earth and started going down to find the starting of the column of light. So they both went on and on and on again for a long, long time. They couldn't find. They got both got tired. So Brahma, after flying very, very high, a time came when the swan could not fly anymore, was becoming weak. He also was finding it very difficult to fly anymore higher. And still the column of light was there. So then suddenly he got a, a, a bit of a, a cheeky idea, a crooked idea, that if I tell that I found the top end, uh, who is there to verify? So suddenly he wanted to tell a lie, which was very funny, but that's what happens. A person who has a lot of ego, uh, naturally will everything else will enter through that. So the values will go down. When ego becomes too much, the values also, they will start compromising. So he thought that, uh, let me tell that I found. And then he looked around there, he found one flower, special flower in the sky. Uh, and then he said that, will you tell, uh, will you test, uh, testify that I saw the end and you say, you should say yes. And then I am Brahma, so I will, I will give you special favors. So the flower said yes. So Brahma came down. And Vishnu, while digging down more and more, he could not find where from it began. And then he also came back. And Vishnu said, I could not find the, the base. I could not find the base. Whereas Brahma said, I found the top. Uh, so Vishnu was thinking that he lost and he was ready to accept that he, Brahma is greater. But then suddenly Shiva appeared. Because Shiva was the one who appeared as the column of light. Because Shiva is the destroyer. He destroys ego, he destroys ignorance, he destroys everything that is not good. Then he appeared and said, Brahma, you told a lie. Being the creator, you should not have done this. And he said, I chop off your head. Because Shiva is the one who is seen in many mythological stories as the chopper. He chops off the heads. He chopped the head of Ganesha, there is a story for it. He chopped the head of Daksha. There is a big story about it, that is the story behind the Virabhadrasana, the warrior. And then here he chopped the head of the Brahma. Brahma had five heads, four heads in four directions and one head in the top direction. So he removed the top head. Still, of course, Brahma is left with four more heads. So, so that's how he chopped the head. And he said, because you being the creator, told a lie, you will never be worshipped. That is how in India we don't have temples for Brahma. There is only one temple near Pushkar in Rajasthan. There are of course a few more. It's not just the one temple alone. There are a few other temples. But definitely very few temples for Brahma, whereas we have so many temples for Vishnu and Shiva. So that's how people don't worship Brahma though they still acknowledge Brahma is the creator. So this is the mythological side to it, but the philosophy behind it is this, that Shiva appeared as a column of light. The philosophical side is knowledge removes ignorance. Ignorance is the root cause of all problems. 
you can look at it in many ways relatively also ignorance creates lot of troubles in the spiritual sense ignorance creates all the troubles avidya ragnana ignorance about our true nature we don't know what is our true nature it leads to comparisons it leads to unhappiness it leads to sorrow it is the problem it's a problem so self knowledge removes self ignorance and self knowledge not only removes self ignorance but also removes all the effects of self ignorance the effect or the the result of self ignorance is all the sorrow and suffering so self knowledge removes sorrow and suffering so that's how it's presented so this festival is a special festival for self knowledge this festival is a special festival for people of yoga because it encourages people to meditate do tapas at the same time cheerfully the tapas is to be done with joy not uh, with a long face so we are fasting not with a long face we are keeping awake whole night not with a long face but with uh, with happiness with joy thinking of the higher uh, feeling happy that okay at least now i am spending some time giving time to myself so with this attitude do it so if you have time do the mantra of om namah shivaya and then think of life not just living and the problems and remember joy is your nature smile is your birthright om namah shivaya oh